Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, August 29th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Yes, we can smell football season. We are about to have a lot of fun here as Steve Wolfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports, is going to play the true-false game. Before we get rolling, though, keep in mind, if you are not a premium subscriber, the season is about to start. What are you doing? Pay $10 right now, actually $9.95, and get Bucknuts for three months. Break it down. We're talking cents on the dollar for every day, premium coverage for three months. You need to do that. Go right now and subscribe. It's a limited-time offer. The offer expires Friday at midnight. Also, programming note, this weekend, Bucknuts Almost Live. Our Sunday morning podcast returns. I will be hosting. I'll be joined this weekend by Steve Hellwagon, Bill Curlick, Matt Baxendale. It'll be fun for all involved. Let's get to the subject at hand. 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, Steve Wilfong, joins us. Steve, how goes it? Good morning, Daniel. Going well. Beautiful day here in the Indianapolis suburbs. Sending it down I-70 to Columbus, stopping through Dayton. I will say that it did rain a little bit, but three of the last four days have been the nicest days we've had here in years. Mr. Bucknuts always says if the weather was like this in Dayton all the time, there'd be 800,000 people living here. This just in, there are not. Okay, the true or false game, it's a lot of fun. It's a way to make a bunch of statements about the season here and see what Steve Wolfong has to say about them. He will answer true or false and provide rationale for his answer. He was provided the questions ahead of time, thankfully. I've got this kind of broken up into categories here. Uh, Ohio State season ahead, Ohio State recruiting, then national vibes. Are you ready to rock? Let's do it. Statement one, Justin Fields will be the best quarterback in the Big Ten. True. Um, I said that he would be the Big Ten Player of the Year on my Mine and Allen podcast, and it's always a B1G recruiting podcast. Obviously, you have Shea Patterson in the mix, and 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 you have Adrian Martinez in, in the mix, and, and you have Stanley, Nate Stanley at Iowa. Those, those would be the, the competition uh, off the top of my head. Maybe Hunter Johnson at Northwestern. But I just think that Ohio State, with the weapons that they have around Justin Fields and with the offense that Ryan Day showcased last year, um, I think that it's the table is set for Justin Fields to be the most productive quarterback in the Big Ten this year. Statement two, Garrett Wilson will be the best true freshman in the country. Well, that'll be subjective, uh, false. Um, That will be subjective, though, um, because he's going to get an opportunity to make a lot of plays. I'm going to go with Derek Stingley, uh, the five-star corner, number one ranked corner in the country, uh, who's going to be a starter down at LSU. I think that he's going to make a tremendous impact for the Tigers down in Baton Rouge. J.K. Dobbins will finish as the Big Ten's second leading rusher. So you've already uh, penned in Jonathan Taylor and his 350 carries or however many times they're going to give him the ball. And Madison is the leading rusher in the league. I agree with that. Uh, It is a battle for second as they are going to run the hell out of Jonathan Taylor up north. Um, False, maybe. False, maybe one of the guys that 
maybe Stevie Scott at Indiana. I don't. I, I just don't think Ohio State's going to need to lean on J.K. Maybe he'll be second in the league in yards per carry. I don't know if he'll be second in the league in total yards. I think he could be first in the league in yards per carry. I don't necessarily give Taylor the nod on that off the cuff. Yeah, he did go for over seven a, a seven a run last year. What did J.K. come in at? It was under five, but I think his freshman year he was ridiculous. So the the potential is there. And and I and I know we've seen Ryan Day talk about running the football more this year, so certainly uh, there's a chance. I just think there's going to be a lot of weapons uh, for Ohio State to distribute the ball to. Where Indiana, they're going to have to give the ball to Stevie Scott. Minnesota, they got a gang of running backs up there that are really good. Um, so I, I I don't know. I'm, I'll say false, but I I think that J.K. Uh, will be in the discussion as the best running back in the Big Ten. If, if that makes sense, we'll take it. Ohio State will make the college football playoff. So I, I I think that that's true. I think that they'll win the Big Ten this year and make the college football playoff. Nothing more to really say there. You know, obviously, I got a spot for Clemson and Alabama and, and Georgia. Those would be the, the four that I think get in this year. So you don't buy, and you've already said this on the record, but you have Ohio State finishing over Michigan? Yeah, I do. I think Ohio State's going to run the table. And that's a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Just kidding. The game that I'm really fearful for Ohio State is, is, uh, I mean, we've talked about this before. There's four games that they could lose. Uh, They could lose at Nebraska. They could lose at home to Michigan State. They could lose uh, at home to Penn State, and they could lose at Michigan. Um, So it's not going to be easy. But I think Ohio State's the most talented team when they step on the field in all four of those ballgames. Which was the one you were going to say scares you the most? I would say Penn State scares me the most just because they've given Ohio State hell in three straight ball games. And, uh, and when you look at when you look at Penn State's depth chart and you don't and you take out the quarterback spot, which I know is the most important one on the field, but everywhere else Penn State's got dudes. I mean, they got receivers that can run. They got big play running backs. They got really good offensive linemen. They got pass rushers. They got second-level defenders that can play in space and run and hit. And they got a good secondary. They've recruited well. And so I think they'll have a talented football team out there, but all falls on the very, very big question mark in Sean Clifford at Penn State, what kind of production they'll get from QB1. Second-year offensive coordinator, second-year offensive coordinator who – uh, has had some ups and downs, and, and I expect him to grow from his first year uh, calling plays for an entire season. And, and, and But you don't know. It's year two, so we'll see what Penn State looks like. But from a talent standpoint, they got some guys, they, and they got proving guys. All right, we're going to flip to recruiting here quickly. He's a name that has burst onto the scene out of South Florida. He rushed for 324 yards in the season opener. Statement one on recruiting. Henry Parrish will ultimately be a Buckeye. I don't know if I can say true or false yet. I, I think that he won't go to Pitt. <laughs> so um, beyond that, we'll see what happens. That's comical. Henry Parrish is currently committed to Pitt, but he's likely to have many more big-time suitors besides Ohio State. Uh, uh, it up, so. South Carolina's in there, and they're going to get an official. It's just Pitt doesn't win out for guys like that when you have SEC schools and Big Ten schools caliber of Ohio State recruiting him. I mean, traditionally, so we'll see. Pitt would be a great fit for him. He should 
you know, he, you can see several NFL guys uh, that ran ran the ball for Pat Narduzzi at Pitt, but he's going to, uh, I would think, do what many other recruits before him have done. Okay, this is a biggie. Ohio State will finish the 2020 cycle with a top three recruiting class. False. Um, although, if you look at our rankings, we have Ohio State number two. Um, if you took out the composite and just did the top two, four, seven, but when you look at the uh, when you look at the twenty-four-seven uh, uh, sports rankings, I think that you're going to have Clemson, Alabama, and Georgia come in ahead of Ohio State when it's all said and done. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more fun and hijinks with Steve Wiltfong. Okay, we're back. The final portion of the show here, we're going to do more of a national vibes deal. We have two more true and false questions, and then some fun bonus fill-in-the-blank questions for the fans here. First statement, Tua Tagovailoa will win the Heisman Trophy. True. He's got the most potent group of receivers in his stable. They got a bunch of running backs that are capable. I just think that they're going to be a high-powered offense, and, and um, he's going to be, at the very least, as productive as he was last year, which most years wins you the Heisman, but Kyler Murray was out there. Statement two, Lincoln Riley will leave Oklahoma after the season to take over the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm very unqualified to answer this. Uh, Nobody is. It's for fun. Uh, I think you threw that in there because you're a Cowboys fan and you just wanted to. How dare you? Hear, you just wanted uh, some more affirmation because I know you want that to happen. I would think you would want that to happen. I don't know. Hell, I mean, he's got it pretty easy right now, but sometimes these men want a different challenge. And so I don't know if the challenge for Lincoln Riley is to win a crystal ball or the challenge is to go win a Super Bowl. I don't know which one. I don't know which one motivates him more. Um, he's at Oklahoma right now. I'll say false. He'll stay at Oklahoma. But, hell, I don't know, man. All right, so I'm filling the blank questions. This one we added very recently, and you'll be able to tell that. The knee injury suffered by all-star Alabama linebacker Dylan Moses means? It means that uh, Alabama's vulnerable this year when they play some of their bigger games. It's LSU and, and uh, the SEC title game. They're still going to be really good, but their second-level defenders are going to be incredibly young. And uh, they already ha- had some turnover on that defense. I definitely think that they're vulnerable, more vulnerable than you would have thought beforehand going into the season. Um, I think the over-under on them is, is uh, 11 and a half. And, you would still feel decent about playing 12 wins. I mean, they should still beat Duke, should still win at South Carolina, should still beat Ole Miss. Maybe A&M gets interesting now at A&M, home for LSU, and maybe at Auburn, depending on what Auburn's. Auburn looks like this year. We'll know early uh, with them as they open with Oregon on a neutral site. So I, I think it's a little vulnerable. They're more vulnerable, but they're going to score a ton. And, and so – uh, the defense may just have to just be solid uh, for them to still achieve what they want to this year. Yeah, from what I read, he's going to be replaced by true freshman Christian Harris. Christian Harris was a guy that was already mentioned uh, was going to play a ton. This may now open things up for a guy like Shane Lee, who was on Ohio State's board uh, for a while, too, as an, another true freshman. But, look, Alabama, they've had – Guys like Reuben Foster, those guys, they didn't start as true freshmen. I mean, we're talking some of the best 
linebackers to play college football in the last decade had to wait their turn at Bama. And now we have these two guys that are going to maybe play a lot in their first year and not have to wait their turn. I, I, I don't know if they're going to be all-decade-type linebackers, although we love Christian Harris at 24-7 sports. I don't know if Shane Lee's going to be an all-decade kind of linebacker um, as, as some of those others other guys were. So it, it is there is a little if there's a chink in the in the armor it would be right there uh, but they're still going to be a pretty sturdy football team when they take the field against Duke this weekend. Okay, the real question now is if they had any more attrition at the position what do they do? Here's another one. The next coach at USC will be well there's obviously a lot of optimism going into the year that USC can have a good year. Um they're talented. They made a lot of wholesale changes. Can they have a bounce back year similar to what Brian Kelly had from four and eight to ten wins to the college football playoff? Um, USC is capable of something like that as well. I don't know if they're going to do that though. Um, if they do have a coach opening, I do think that Urban Meyer would be the next coach at USC. But if he didn't want the the job, I would point to Dino Babers at Syracuse. If he has another good year, I think that he he would be a a very strong candidate for that job as well. Very interesting, because my next question is, at this time next year, Urban Meyer will be, and you think he'll be either the coach at USC or? Well, if USC's not open, the broadcaster at Fox Sports 1 still? I buy that. Last question. The national championship will be blank over blank. Um, the national championship will be Clemson over Alabama. Steve went with an original pick there. Uh, way to go out on I mean, limb. I, I see a lot of sports writers that go out there and, and, and do that and then say they called their shot early. I just try and make a rational pick early. Now, can, can we change our minds week to week? Yes. Um, I'm good with that. But if you're if you're saying that it's not going to be Clemson and Alabama right now, you're you're more – like hoping or trying to it's like saying that Michigan's going to beat Ohio State in my opinion like it's the same thing like could they yeah but what like there's no reason there's there's I can't predict it right now Ohio State's more talented now if Ohio State's not playing to a level that we think they should be playing at uh, during the year like I understood why people were predicting Michigan late last year you know what I mean like going into that game Ohio State still got it done but any like reasonable fan could say I get it Michigan could beat the Buckeyes in this game coming up but but you couldn't you can't say that early on you got to right now Alabama and Clemson are the clear favorites and anyone saying otherwise is, is projecting I, I would say that Georgia and, and LSU in, in Ohio State would be ones that have the, the talent there. And maybe I'm leaving someone off off the top of my head. I know we just came out with our team talent composite. Were those the top five? I'm not trying to, like, say I told you so later in the year. You know what I mean? Um, here's the college team talent composite. Bama, Buckeyes, Georgia, USC, LSU. Oklahoma certainly always interesting with just their style of play. But Clemson and, and uh, Alabama are the best two teams coming in. You heard it there. It's going to be a fun year. A lot of interesting stuff yet to happen. We'll get it all kicked off this weekend for real. Don't forget, we have a tremendous offer going right now. Pay for one month, get three, and Bucknuts Almost Live returns on Sunday. Don't forget. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, guys. See you on the front row.